Hello everybody and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri and I'm joined by my friend and pal Taylor Wells. What's going on, man? You know, another day, another dollar. Trying to make ends meet in this poor little town called LA. How about you? Uh, not doing too bad. We've got some sunshine up in Canada. That doesn't happen very often, maybe a couple days a year. So anytime that that's uh, the case, it's a good day. It was so nice that uh, I went and got some ice cream yesterday. So no complaints. Ooh, what kind of ice cream? Uh, some Bailey's and uh, and dark chocolate ice cream is what I had. It was quite good. You really can't go wrong with Bailey's, I feel. Yeah, and uh, when I was in line to get it, it was hilarious. There was, like, this 12-year-old or maybe 13-year-old kid behind me wanted to try a little sample. She's like, do you need to be 18 to drink this? And the ice cream girl's like, uh, no, I think it's just for flavor. So, shout-out to ice cream and shout-out to that girl. Oh, man. It's the little things so, in life. Episode 50, we're almost at... You know, we've actually passed a full year of... Uh, of episodes, but I think there might have been a week or two where we had to postpone the show. So uh, we're gonna do something big for episode fifty-two for our quasi one-year anniversary, even though it's well beyond that point right now. But uh, we're getting there. Episode fifty, if you can believe, it's it's been uh, quite the journey so far. Yeah, half a century's worth of episodes, so to speak. Yeah, no kidding. That is uh, entirely correct. So. For episode 50, we've got a good show for you today. Uh, of course, one of the things that we like to do is give back to our listeners and to our fans. And uh, anytime that they have questions for us, we definitely like to go ahead and answer them. And so that's what we've got on the plate this week. Uh, definitely a, a slow week in terms of New Zelda talk, New Zelda news. Really, it's a slow week in terms of uh, Nintendo news, honestly. Um, a couple tidbits here and there that we'll get to, but uh, sometimes it's nice to just kick back, relax, and do these uh, these question episodes. It's just kind of a, a light, breezy time that I always enjoy. Right. Sometimes it's good to relax, and, you know, when we don't have too many big news topics considering the new takeover of Bowser's regime, we got to kind of make do, you know? Um, and so before we get there, I just want to throw a couple quick plugs out. Um, happy Mario Day, I guess, first and foremost. Uh, spoilers, we're recording this uh, a day before you're listening to it. So it is Mario Day. So shout out to our favorite Italian plumber slash doctor slash athlete slash the rest of all that good stuff that he does. So hopefully some, him. Hopefully sometime soon uh, somebody will get on over to the Nintendo offices and uh, release him from his bondage. Yeah, if anyone can take down Doug Bowser, it's Mario, so uh, pray for him on Mario Day. Uh, we also just want to give a quick shout-out to Musical March Madness going on at the website right now, and it has been a ton of fun. We're uh, we're eight days in, and by the time you're listening to this, the second round will have just kicked off, so there have been a ton of upsets already. There's been like five matches that were decided by less than five votes, so like down-to-the-wire stuff. Um I'm a huge geek for that kind of stuff, so it's been really, really exciting for me. Most of my favorite tracks are still in, so fingers crossed that they make it past the second round. But uh, Forest Temple's got some pretty stiff competition. So does Fee's Farewell, so I, I don't know. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm very but, hopeful. And and it's really interesting, but, too, uh, like how much of like these upset songs or these, uh, these not... Uh, <laughs> 
not the greatest seeded competitors are actually doing against their their quote unquote better versions. And and the seeds, you know, are, are kind of a they were kind of a crapshoot, uh, which you know we we did actually intentionally seed some songs lower to have some upsets because I think it's a little bit funner when you when you know when you don't have your ones and twos going all the way. But um, that being said, yeah, I'm I'm shocked at some of the uh, upsets that we've seen. Um, I'm I'm finding. I think that there's more of a hardcore Zelda vote than I actually originally thought that there would be. And by that, I mean that there's like, you know, you, you have your hardcore Zelda fans that uh, that can pick apart individual pieces of music from the game. And then you have maybe your more casual Zelda fans that know like Zelda's lullaby and uh, the Ocarina of Time title theme and like kind of like the more well-known uh, songs. And, and sure. I'm finding that the hardcore audience is is having a big influence here. Um, cause I mean, you look at like Temple from Super Smash Bros and, uh, Romance in the Air from Skyward Sword. I think if you were to poll the general populace, Temple would win nine times out of 10, but, uh, we had some hardcore Zelda fans like really rallying around Romance and it was able to pull off the, uh, the victory by one vote. So I think it's really, really fun. Yeah. And I think it's really great that we have probably a lot more of those fans out there than I guess you would expect or you might uh guess so to speak and it's always always good to see like there there's still quite a large number of people who you know just absolutely love everything about zelda so head on over to zeldadungeon.net it's going to be the top post on the site musical march madness updated daily it's pinned to the very top so bookmark it and like the title implies it's updated daily Every single day at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific, there's going to be new polls, new matchups. Uh, we're down to the second round, and from this point on, the tournament is going to be flying really quickly. So the, sec- the, the second round is going to be over in four days, so make sure that you don't miss anything. Support your favorites. You know, yeah, There's no rules against uh, tweeting out and asking for help for a certain song, so get in on the action. I'm having a blast with it. No holds barred. No holds barred, baby. Um, so let's move on to some Nintendo news. Nintendo, kind of, sort of, is embracing the world of VR in its own Nintendo way. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo Labo VR is launching, and is this maybe the most Nintendo way to do VR that you could possibly think of? It's very possible. I mean... Nintendo's always just quirky with what they do, and, like, honestly, I think both of us were really, really surprised with the Labo in the first place. So I guess it really kind of makes sense that Labo is how they would experiment with it. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Labo, again, it's one of those things that I think is a pretty cool idea. Um, I like the concept of it. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to actually, like, you know, play around with Labo myself. Um, but I think it's maybe geared towards a younger audience or gamers with uh, with children, which is like a perfect audience for that. But, um, you know, if this VR thing is, is pretty cool, maybe that's my excuse to go and pick it up. Probably. So we'll see, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I'll uh, be doing it. Uh, VR isn't my, my thing. Not until they can get to certain levels, which they may never get to. So, uh, but to those who enjoy it, I definitely think this is something that they should uh should try out and see if see if it's their cup of tea yeah um vr isn't necessarily my thing either 
But um, I feel like, you know, if it's done well, then who's to say I won't like it? And if I trust anybody to do it well, it's Nintendo. So, um, yeah, that's, looking forward to that. And I hope that that does really well. And, uh, you know, it's very... What a Nintendo thing to do to enter the world of VR through uh, through their weird construction box putting together kit game. Yeah. That's if very Resident, Nintendo. If Resident Evil 7 is anything to go by, VR and video games can definitely work very well. Yeah. So let's... Uh, I guess there was a bit of Zelda news this week, and I use that term very loosely. Uh, there was a rumor, and I want to emphasize it's a rumor... We're not giving it any credence. We're just, you know, reporting what was reported to us. Um, there's a rumor that there's another new Zelda game that's going to launch in 2019. This rumor was put forward by GameFAQs user who um, who actually does have a little bit of credibility. This particular user, his name is... Let's see how bad I butcher this. Uh, Verge Ben. That wasn't too bad. So Verge Ben, a GameFAQs user... Um, says that uh, this this is a smaller 2D Zelda title that's going to release this year. Um, and he has a little bit of credibility because this particular user was able to correctly predict a bunch of different fighters that appeared in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, ultimately, though, he also said that there was going to be a new Star Fox title during uh, last month's Nintendo Direct and uh, a couple other things that just maybe um, put his track mark into, into question. But or track record into question rather, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't think that's the most impossible thing that I've ever heard that there might be a new smaller scale two D Zelda. I, I know I keep coming back to like the Nintendo Zelda mobile game, but I think that that is probably a thing somewhere. Like I think they're probably working on that somewhere. But I I don't know. What do you think about this? I take all of these things with a little with like a grain of salt. Uh, it seems a little odd that we would have two quote-unquote 2D games come out, you know, within roughly the same time period. So we've got Link's Awakening remake happening at some point this year. And granted, the remake is going to be more like 2.5D or A Link Between Worlds kind of style, but it's Link's Awakening original is still a 2D game. And for all we know, this other 2D game could be uh, another remake. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little odd... I would love to see it. If it's going to happen, I hope it does, but I don't know. I don't know if I can yeah. believe this one. No, it, it sounds pretty far-fetched to me. Um, you know, I, I think that predicting... When you're predicting fighters in Smash Bros., there's a certain level of... Uh, like a There's a certain level of educated guess that you can make, and, you know, you can... You can say that these fighters are going to be in, and based on previous, you know, Smash Bros. games, you know, you have a you have a better chance of being correct about that. So, I, I guess I, I feel like not to make light of that, but I feel like it's probably easier to predict, you know, fighters in Smash Bros. than it is for someone to say like there's a new Zelda game in development. Um, the only possible way that I see a smaller 2D Zelda game actually coming out is if it's a mobile game because i mean i i don't see them i don't see them releasing two smaller you know 2d zelda games on the switch this year yeah maybe maybe it's uh along the lines of the oracle games perhaps i i guess that would be 
one of the other 2D Zelda games. Even then, I you know what? Maybe maybe you could say that uh, what he's heard has been um, they're going to introduce a virtual console or they're going to bring SNES games onto uh, the Nintendo Switch Online, which uh, in that case, Link to the Past would be an obvious uh, shoe-in to come into that. So perhaps, you know, there's some confusion there. But uh, if that if that's not true and a mobile game's not happening, and I'm not sure that either of those are, uh, I, I just don't see it. I also wonder if it might not be vestigial remnants of the Link's Awakening rumor that we've been hearing for two weeks or two weeks, two years now, uh, that obviously finally just got confirmed. But you know, it's sometimes when you're dealing with the rumor mills, stuff kind of gets recycled from time to time. Yeah, and it's. Uh... You know, it's a lot easier to remember when you're right than when you're wrong. And I think that, uh, you know, if, if this dude maybe got lucky and predicted some Smash Fighters, uh, it looks like he was already calling some some things that didn't happen over at the Nintendo Direct. So I, I take it with, a, with like, a singular grain of salt. Not even multiple grains, just a singular one. Hey, at least it's but I hope salt, it's, right? I hope it's true. Hey, yeah, yeah, same. If I, if I got it, that would be salty. Although that's no, because salty means bad. That'd be good. That's the opposite of salty. That'd be sugary. But you can enjoy. Sal- Never mind. We're getting too far into this. Yeah, let's uh, let's just move right on here. Um, let's get into some questions. <laughs> uh, a nice, light, breezy, salty, and sugary topic right here for everybody. Um, so we have we pulled some questions from our daily debate queue that have been submitted by so many different users. You might remember that we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and uh, this has really been quite the success. We've had literally hundreds and hundreds of submissions into our daily debate queue, so uh, you know, I, I can't thank the community enough for doing that, and Taylor has went in and grabbed a handful of interesting questions, and uh, we're just going to dive right in. Are you ready? Bring it on. Alright. The first question is, is the Master Sword necessary anymore to defeat Ganon and seal him away? I think this is a fun question, mostly because you could really go either way with it here. It's it's interesting, especially because we have the option of getting the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild, but I think for one of the first times in, in Zelda's history... It's not. It's actually not really required in order to beat him at all. Um, but then right. again, also at the same time, you know, it, we didn't really seal Ganon per se in Breath of the Wild. Kind of just, kind of sort of killed him. I, I mean, you you pretty much just destroyed him. Yeah. You know. Now, I I mean, obviously, I I want to say yes. I think that the Master Sword is integral to defeating Ganon. You look at Wind Waker, you look at Link to the Past, you Twilight look at Princess. Twilight Princess, you look at, I mean, Ocarina of Time, you have the Master Sword, but, uh, you know, mostly you use Bagorn Sword uh, towards the latter parts of that game, so, uh, iffy, but I think still, yeah, you need the you need the Master Sword to, to seal him away. Because, um, I mean, you do strike the final blow with it. The only real anomaly here is Breath of the Wild. And uh, I, I think if Nintendo, you know, I, I think Nintendo wanted you to go and get that Master Sword and use that. So I, I'm going to say yes. It is necessary. 
You know, I, I would like to say yes. I really would because I think the Master Sword is probably one of the more iconic themes and items in Zelda history and Zelda gaming and lore and all that stuff. So, you know, to lose that or lose the the importance of it or the necessity of it, especially, you know, Skyward Sword being our favorite or one of our favorite uh, Zelda titles ever, you know, it kind of gives uh, fee fi fo fum a little, a little knock on the head if it's no longer required. But I don't know. I I think um, I think Nintendo might be trying to move away from from the whole Ganon ordeal, and just because the Master Sword might not be necessary to beat, you know, Ganon. It's still the Blade of Evil's Bane, so it's still going to be an effective weapon. Well, we'll see the next time that we see Ganon, which is... I actually don't expect to see Ganon in the next couple of Zelda games, so... Uh, we will we will definitely see, but I, I'm going to say that's a yes. Um, so let's move on, sticking with the weapon theme here. Next question. How should future Zelda games handle the combat system moving forward? And what I assume that this uh, user is referring to is you know, the weapon system and the durability system. And the way I'm interpreting this is how should they handle that moving forward? Because I, I, you know, actually fighting in, you know, Breath of the Wild with your, with your parries and your kind of standard sword attacks, bow attacks, stuff like that, that all felt fine to me. And I think that nobody's going to argue that that should return. I think what he's really saying is should the, uh, should the weapon durability system come back? And, uh, I'm on the fence with that. I like having options to have all of the different weapons and stuff like that. But obviously at the same time, I understand that you can't just stockpile all of these different weapons. Something has to give or else you're going to, you know what I mean? You're, you're going to be OP from the minute that you pick up, you get lucky enough to pick up a, a Lionel sword or something like that. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that... I think that I like having the weapon diversity, and I think that if it means that your weapons break at a certain particular point in time, that uh, you know that's the that's the price you pay for that diversity. Then sure, I'm fine with that, and I think that they should bring it back. Um, my take on this, well, first of all, I I don't know if I think he's really just asking about the weapon durability, but that's definitely a huge part of it. Uh, and in terms of that, I say. It really depends on how they handle it. If they do it the way that Breath of the Wild did it, then I'd say no. If they do it more along the lines of maybe say... Um, I was going to say Skyrim, then I realized Skyrim doesn't have a durability system. Uh, if they do it kind of like maybe other games in which you can repair your weapons in addition to you know, having them break... Or maybe if, like, they reach a certain point in their durability and they just lose effectiveness. Like, maybe even having varying tiers that would work just fine. Um, I, I agree. I really like the, the diversity of weapons, and I like the variety of weapons. And this kind of leads into how I would approach this question and say that I kind of want Zelda to evolve even further beyond uh, and go into having, like, different movesets and different kind of styles of combat for each weapon. And Brother Wild kind of did it with, you know, like spears having, you know, stabbing mechanism and then axes being wide swung and that stuff. But it was it was very, very vanilla. 
So I kind of want them to iterate on that. And I, I love Flurry Rush. I love pairing. Uh, I like the bow combat as always. So I don't think any of that needs to change. But definitely, definitely needs to update the durability system and I think the uh, moves. I'll throw in my two cents on the moves. I I disagree with you actually. I don't want to see them get any more in depth than what they are like it, what it already is. Um, and just for the fact, like when I think of Zelda, I think of like an adventure game, a puzzle game. Uh, you know, I I just like I don't like games where you have to put in combos to do different moves. Like if it's not a fighting game, and even then, <laughs> you know, when I play fighting games, I like simple fighting games. Um, so I you know I don't really like games where you need to do a bunch of different you know button mashing moves and stuff like that um so i hope that they just keep it simple well i'm not saying like add in button mashing per se more along the lines of like just let's, have a let's little... say like god of war as an example a little, is a little bit more that, that would be too much for me okay I, I i can understand that but like maybe just more variety in the animations and stuff not be the same swing over and over and over uh yeah okay I, i'll agree with you on that I think that that's probably that's probably fair. Um, let's move on. Next question: Which game has the best ending? And uh, we were just talking about this before the show. We might we might actually do a full blown episode on this. But uh, just to give you a little sneak peek of this episode, what did you put as your number one for best? What ending? do you think has just best ending and uh, best? Yeah, let's just say best overall ending and, and leave best boss battle as its own kind of thing. Okay. Um, I I would probably put Skyward Sword as number one. Ooh. Probably. I like I could probably I could definitely make an argument for Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, but Skyward Sword, that just it hits you. Like it really hits you and I s I'm still one of the biggest fans of stories and video games and its evolution to be almost film-like in quality nowadays and skyward sword has stuck with me so i i kind of i kind of want to toss it a, a bone today uh okay well I, I was gonna say skyward sword but i in the for the sake of diversity i'll say something else um i really like if it wasn't skyward sword for the ending i really like link's awakening and it's such a simple thing when you see that seagull flying but uh, it's it's such a it's such a great kind of bookend to that journey, and it's it gives you hope that maybe you haven't done this awful terrible thing, um, even though you probably have. So it's it's simplicity just makes it so good to me. So uh, I'll I'll say Link's Awakening, but Skyward Sword would have probably been my answer. Does it also make it worse it. though? Like because it think could, about it. yeah, it could. You know, if only Marin gets saved as the seagull and everybody else still got murdered, like that would make well, me feel so bad. Well, and that's what so I mean bad. with that ending. It's it just makes you <laughs> think. It makes you you could interpret it any number of different ways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just like it's such a simple, simple thing, but that that one scene can really you, you know you can go any direction with it. So it's really well executed, and like especially when you consider the platform and the time of its release. So it's good stuff. Um, this, this is a weird one that you picked Taylor. So let's just go for it. Next question. Does link hold responsibility for his crimes, despite being a proxy for the player? 
Uh, so let me tell you something. I put my controller down. I go make a sandwich. I come back. Link has broke every single pot in Hyrule <laughs> Castle. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> Who are we blaming? There's your answer. <laughs> I, you know, I had to pick this question because you know, you, in all, for all the seriousness that you have, you have to have a little bit of brevity, a little bit of levity. You know, so. I think that um, I don't think Link feels responsible necessarily for his quote-unquote crimes. I guess if like people just let him get away with it. Although that shopkeeper in Link's Awakening, should we talk about him a little bit <laughs> now? Link definitely does not get away with that one. You know what? And 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 that was that was me. I'll admit it. Link didn't want to do it, but I I made him. Yeah, you know, well, sometimes you just gotta gotta have the hand of God or whatever you want to call it. Just give Link a little push here and there to to do some not so righteous things, make him more human than just being the lovable, lovable, courageous hero we've always known. Uh, yes, relatable is yeah. uh, is the word. So it's a big it's a big important step creating a uh, cool character. I mean, what other crimes does really he even commit? He can steal in Link's Awakening. He breaks pots. Um, I'm sure that there's probably more crimes, but... Uh, well, one could argue nothing. murder, if murdering a bunch of banana-crazed fiends is murder. Um, for... Mm, I don't know. They just kind of disappear into puffs of smoke. I mean... True. They could be going anywhere. Um... And they're bad guys, that uh, that doesn't that doesn't count. Actually, we had this is completely off topic, and people are probably gonna shut this off. We had a really good conversation the other night about the Dark Knight and Batman, and uh, if what he did crossed the line and stuff like that. So if you're not on the Zelda Dungeon Discord, what are you doing with your life? You, you missed a you missed a midnight to two a.m. just roundhouse conversation of the Dark Knight and the relationship between Batman, Joker, and Two Face. So uh, you know. I don't want to tell you that the Zelda Dungeon Discord is the best one on the internet, but... It's the best one on the internet. Yeah. All right. So, actually, this this next one is a, is a really interesting question. Does advanced technology in the Legend of Zelda series distract from the fantasy elements or add to them? So, fantasy, of course, has always been traditionally... Like, I think of, like, Lord of the Rings-esque when I think of fantasy. Like, the, the castles and kingdoms... Um, the very old European style setting with magic and, and all that stuff. And, and technology really doesn't play too much of a part in that. But um, actually, you know what? I want to get your take first. What do you think? Okay. Um, I feel that advanced technology doesn't necessarily not have a place in fantasy or high fantasy. I just think that there is a limit to what you should maybe should or shouldn't do with it. Um, for example, like steampunk is is the thing, and I don't think that that kind of element really works too well, except maybe in, you know, again, bring this back towards Skyrim, actually. Um, the Dwemer in Skyrim have a very steampunkish kind of technology while still being very medieval in certain aspects. So I think, like, if done well, it it can be just fine, 
But like, I'll, you know, Breath of the Wild kind of stretched it for me a little bit with like giant creatures shooting laser beams at me. It, it did kind of sort of take me out of it a little bit. And I think you, that's the risk you run. I, 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 I loved um, the Guardians and the Divine Beasts and all of that futuristic stuff in Breath of the Wild. But I should also probably emphasize that I'm like I'm a big fan of sci-fi and like I'm a big fan of like Blade Runner and uh, like Altered Carbon, like that kind of aesthetic. So to me, um, I really like seeing that futuristic technology side in uh, in my fantasy. Um, I I think that it. The Breath of the Wild in particular blended them really well together. I I don't know that you'd ever want to go, you know, like the like skyscrapers, neon lights kind of route with Zelda. But like I I thought that the that the theme of like technology versus versus humans in Breath of the Wild was was very interesting and in how that technology could be corrupted. So I I I don't think that that crossed the line. Um, I don't. I don't know how much more of it I'd want to see past that. Um, yeah, I think that there's still probably room to explore the world of Breath of the Wild and, like, you know, how the Guardians got made and corrupted and stuff like that. And I really would love to see that. But um, I, I think that, like, you don't want to get it into, like, a Metroid level where, you know, there's spaceships and they're just, like, like weird stuff like that. So I, I think that Breath of the Wild struck a really good balance and i think that you can maybe push that a little bit further but not too much further because then i then i think it would be too much and it's just like ah this doesn't fit in zelda you know what i mean i yeah i'm a little more conservative and i would say that breath of the wild was you know almost too much for me it, i agree that it sh it struck a good balance in terms of like it didn't try and go too crazy with things but then again you still have you know giant guardian creatures shooting laser beams at you and then you also have link running around with an ipad so you know there it, the moments where it does stretch stretch that it doesn't do it like horribly horribly so because i think everything else balances it out and where not every you know not all technology is is present and has advanced um but i don't know i'm i'm still much very much the Lord of the Rings slash, you know, Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past version of, you know, there's a giant castle, there's, you know, a bunch of little villages, you know, nothing nothing too terribly, you know, advanced from that. Oh, and okay. I think that's where Zelda belongs, honestly. Okay, I think, I think I'm one step beyond you, maybe. In, yeah. Uh, I, I'd be okay with a little bit... A little bit more of like a world aesthetic with a little bit more technology, like a like a certain steampunk kind of feel. But yeah, I, I don't want to see them go like the like the full blown, you know, film noir cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or whatever. Yeah, I think that that probably belongs uh, in a in a different world. So it's a good question though. It's it's uh it's very interesting to think of like how far would be too far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Next question is, what is the most appetizing meal in Breath of the Wild? I love food so much. I mean, most of the stuff that gives you, like, 
tons of hearts. It looks pretty good. You got some steaks, you got some fish. Um, you know, that looks pretty good. We don't know what dubious food looks like underneath, you know, the pixels too. That might be actually okay. Who knows? Right. It could just be very, Never mind. not going there. But, uh, I would say probably most anything with, with meat or fish in Breath of the Wild would be my kind of style. I just love steak. I love fish. And most of the meals that you make with those items, not only some of the better items, or sorry, food items, but also just they, they look good. Like any of those, um, what you call them, shish kebab style meat dishes look fantastic. I think there's a, there's a steamed meat buns too, I think. Um, I don't, I'm trying uh, to remember what the see, recipe was I'm, for I'm not but. down with the steamed meat bun actually. Oh yeah? Not my thing. No. Can you make uh, can you make sushi in Breath of the Wild? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember either. I know I you can make you an can. awful lot of different recipes in this game. More than I thought you would be able to when they first showed it off. And, and I mean, we have to get meta with this question for a second because does meal also encompass dessert? Because if you know that's if that's two separate questions, then there's two separate answers there. But some of those desserts look really good too. I didn't make a whole lot of desserts in the game. I think I made two different ones because they were required for a quest and right. i i would have eaten either of those uh, i'll be honest yeah I, that's the one i was thinking of in particular the two ones that you get like the recipe in hyrule castle mm-hmm. but that looked like good stuff so yeah uh, for sure it's hard to choose uh, i guess yeah mm-hmm. answer to the question we, we can't we can't pick just one yeah definitely but if not. there was sushi maybe sushi but i don't think that there is um all right if you could take any one thing from the Zelda universe and add it to our own, what would it be? Fairy companions. That's a good question. Um, fairy companions would be good. I was thinking of that. Um, I don't know, man. I might like my immediate gut reaction when I first saw this was a hook shot, and I don't have a good reason why. I just think it'd be cool to like hook shot around places. So that would be pretty badass, but. I think if I'm if I'm gonna pick like just one thing, it's gonna be loft wings. Really? Just so you could fly around on your own personal bird? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, think of it this way: you'd replace cars, you'd have less uh, emissions, be better for the environment. You would have these uh, these companions. Uh, you could get places faster, more directly. You wouldn't have to take roads and stuff like that. Wait for traffic lights. You um, still have to park them though. Do you? Well, okay, no. you know, maybe I mean, you don't. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on a second here. So so I'm flying my loft wing to work, okay? It just it, it can stay on the roof or it can go fly around whatever it wants or it can come inside with me. Uh, so we get back to, you know, it flies me back home. Um, the thing's got a bed in my in my townhouse, right? I, you know, it can have the backyard. It can, it can come in if it wants. But those um, things are huge. They're not that huge. They're about people's They size. aren't small either. Like, I couldn't fit a loft wing in my one bedroom. All right. Well, you know, maybe for large complexes, they have uh, a loft wing loft that, uh, <laughs> that you can leave them in. I mean, there, there's on the roof. You know, you, think of it this way. You could you could replace every single parkade in the world with, like, a loft wing sanctuary or something. That'd be pretty cool. True. What about this? You you say it would reduce emissions, but what of the uh, what of the rear emission kind from from our beloved birds? 
Well, you just have to figure what's worse, that or car emissions. And I'm not sure which is worse, but I, I figure that they can't be, you know, too too different from each other. You know, so, and besides, that's that's natural. True. In the spirit of Everybody reducing global warming, I would say I'd rather have a group of people who had the job of picking up Loftwing Dookie. You know, we could we could even make a quest out of it. It'd be like, if you collect 900 of, the, <laughs> of these Loftwing poops, you get an extra big one that you can frame on your wall. A so bonus think, at the well, end of the year. I think Loftwings would be, would be a good answer. A practical answer, a, uh, you know... I think that they'd do real good. They could really change the world for the better. That's probably a better answer than hookshots, if I'm thinking about it. Well, hookshots also, apparently, according to real science, would shatter or rip off your arm. So I'm definitely down with the loftwing idea. I think Um, I'm going to go back to... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay, I was going to go back to fairy companions. I think... um, I don't know, there's just something neat about having a small, bouncy orb of light who is dedicated to helping you, you know, through through life, be, be a nice companion, and uh, just kind of kind of be with you. It's, it's kind of like a pet idea, I guess, but, you know, these fairies are magical, and they, they have the ability to kind of guide you when, when you need it the most, and... I think the very idea of that, probably because of, you know, my my past and my my history and how I kind of needed that when I was young and didn't have it, uh, it appeals to me more on that level. But I don't know. It's just, it's just that whole idea of, uh, you know, just having that that factor, that the guidance, the companionship, uh, someone who would know you almost as well as a twin would. You know, I just like it. I think you need to get a dog. I a have cat. a cat, thank you. Another cat. I don't need two cats. My furniture can't survive. I feel you there, actually. That's a good point. Um, let's stick with the Loftwings here for a second. Next question. Could the Rito be descendants of Loftwings? Um, well, I mean, they're supposed to be descendants of Zoras, first and foremost. But... Um, you know the 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 Rito in Breath of the Wild are decidedly more like Loftwings than uh, than Zoras, and they exist at the same time. So I think that that's not like a totally outrageous question to ask. Yeah, probably not. I think also probably depending on timeline stuff, like because Breath of the Wild eschews any traditional timeline placement so far. Uh, you know, you could argue that maybe in whatever timeline Breath of the Wild occurs in, or in the new timeline, whatever ends up happening, perhaps, you know, Rito do descend from Loftwings. Or maybe even at one point, uh, when Loftwings came down to, uh, came down to the surface after Skyward Sword... Maybe they settled on Windfall Island or something, and and just uh, or Koholint. Well, Koholint doesn't exist, but you know, you you get the idea. They Some settled kind of somewhere watery, and and perhaps became Zoras, and then Zoras became Rito when you know that that whole ordeal happened in Wind Waker. I mean, I I don't know. I I think it's plausible. I just the the link between Zoras and, and Rito to me just always seems so absurd. 
Yeah, it was very it, odd. Like it, it really did. It like they don't to go from a fish to a bird just seems weird, especially when the world is evolving to be covered in water. Um, so I don't know. I I like the idea myself that they evolved from loft wings more because I mean loft wings just kind of disappeared after Skyward Sword. You don't really hear from them again. Um, so I I I do like that idea. I do. That brings and a whole another question into into uh, the realm of possibility, and that's you know maybe when technology advances a little bit more, or Nintendo figures out a way to kind of program it, we could eventually see Loftwings again in a Zelda game and have it be more of an actual free roam kind of experience as opposed to uh, you know the semi guided on rails version that's in Skyward Sword. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sure that there are games out there that already offer a mechanic something similar to that. And it wouldn't have to be anything, like, crazy. Like, I mean, you know, you, you look at the old Final Fantasies where you just get into your ship and then you can fly around. That's pretty much what a Loftwing would do. So I, I can't imagine that it would be that hard. So I hope that they come back. A Loftwing gummy ship. That would be, be good to see them again. Yeah, pretty much. Um Let's uh, let's wrap it up on this next question here, and this has been going around a lot in the last two weeks, and I'm not sure that we've ever given our official take on it, so let's just do it here. Should Nintendo remake the Oracle games and include the never-before-made third one? Yes. So, I, I mean, first of all, we have to say that the never-before-made third one was... It, it was barely even a concept, so th- there's nothing really to make. Like, you, you'd pretty much just be making a game from scratch at that point, which kind of leads me to my answer to this question is no, they shouldn't remake the Oracle games. What they should do, which would be really cool, is have have a third Oracle game, just a brand new third Oracle game, kind of in the similar vein of A Link Between Worlds. You know, you can, you can have it connect between those two worlds of the oracle games and bring back all of your awesome animal companion friends and just just really expand upon that like this is one i i don't mind a remake of Link's awakening um but i i don't i don't really feel the need for these two games to get remade and updated so much as if they're going to do it just just bring something fresh to the table bring something new and you could keep the same world and the same theme of like duality or in seasons cases uh you know the four seasons but make it new make it make it fresh i mean i want my cake and i want to eat it too so i would say do both you can kind of have maybe an extra long design cycle you create um you create a brand new oracle game as you said you tie it in do all that fun stuff but you also remake the old oracle games Uh, as well because as we've stated multiple times the people who do the remakes and the people who do new Zelda games are two entirely different teams so conceivably they could work on both projects at the same time and then they could release it as a bundle even say oh you know the definitive Oracle edition sorry Hyrule Compendium Um, you know and, and just have two great great remakes that I I mean I think the Oracle games almost need a remake as much as Link's Awakening does and you know have a brand new game 
that succeeds, you know, I think a really underrated Zelda title. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I guess my my feeling is this, is that if you make a, a Link Between Worlds-esque Oracle game, that's pretty much your remake of the first two games anyways. So, you know, as, as much as I... As much as I think it would be cool playing through those games in, you know, on my Nintendo Switch with new graphics and new blah, new music, etc., etc., um, I think I'd just rather a new full-fledged experience in both of those worlds rather than just being tied to what has already been done. Because if you're going to make, if, if you're going to build it from the ground up, like, you might as well just make a new game in, in my eyes, so... I, I hope that it happens. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be upset with with either of this coming true. I I I would take Oracle Collection in a heartbeat. But if I'm if I'm not, you know, having my cake and eating it too, as you said, then I I think I'd rather just a new game based on a new idea. Okay, I mean, sure. That I I understand why you you might say that I. I don't know. I just, I guess maybe I, I've been in love with the Oracle games for a long time, and you know, I most of the times when when the Oracle games are spoken of, r- first of all, really only ages is ever talked about with any sort of fondness, and then second, well, okay, I feel like Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, much like Final Fantasy Seven uh, and Eight, like everybody talks about ages, which would be the seven equivalent in this case, but. I feel like seasons was just as good. Don't 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 you compare seasons to Final Fantasy VIII. Don't even do it. Look, don't, I think Final Fantasy VIII is the greatest Final Fantasy, so I can compare seasons as much as I want to. Because oh. I also think seasons oh, is the God. better Oracle game. So you know, oh, let God. me leave it. I, I'm with you actually. You know what? And it drives me crazy when people lump, like when people are ranking their Zelda games together, and they lump the seasons and ages games together because they're so different. Yeah, it drives it, me nuts. It, so it, I, I agree; those are some underrated games, and right. I love Oracles. I you know I played them when they came out, and I still I, I'm very fond of them. But um, let's get something new in my like like in that same world, but just something something new, different dungeons, different different villains. Because I mean, let's let's be honest, the villains in that aren't anything to write home about. Right. Um, sure. Yeah that that's that's my take on it. Okay. I, I'm okay with that, I guess. I mean, I'd be okay with, you know, the Oracle games being re-released, too. Um, I, so, the, I mean, the only either other, way, I think we all win. The only Yes, we do all win either way, I would say. I, I just, I'm making the, I would make the same argument for this as that I made for Link's Awakening, and that, you know, if, if it helps get a whole brand new set of Zelda fans interested in older Zelda games... And playing through kind of what we, you and I, and and Mossies and and Gooey and everybody here deems as classic Zelda titles, you know, it would be great. It would it'd be even better. I think it would be actually pretty cool if you included the two Oracle games in this game, but just like the original Oracle games. Maybe they were unlocked after you beat the original game or something like that, or I don't know something. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'd totally be down with that too. Yeah, because I, I do agree. I think that, like, you know, it, it would be great to have more people go back and play those old games. Um, and, I, and I think that a lot of people would if a new Oracle game was announced. They'd probably go back and revisit them. I, mean, I think a lot of people are revisiting Link's Awakening right now. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that would, 
carry over if this remake were to happen. But, um, you know, either way, I think it'd be totally, totally cool. I And I would love to see uh, another game set in that Oracle world. I really want Dimitri, Moosh, and Ricky to come back. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for us this week on the Champions Cast. Uh, that was a, a nice, light, breezy, fun episode. What do you think, Taylor? Yeah, easygoing is sometimes the best way to do it. And I think we got some good questions in, addressed a little bit of news that we got, and, you know, a little bit of uh, perhaps suggestions towards how, uh, how we can do Zelda in the future. So... There you go. That is going to do it for us this week. We are out of time, so make sure that you head on over to iTunes, head on over to Podbean, like, subscribe, review, comment, uh, share with a friend, all of that good stuff. If you know someone that is head over heels for the Legend of Zelda series, show them the Champions cast. We guarantee that we probably won't disappoint you. Maybe not. Maybe we will. I don't know. Um, give a Tell them to give us a chance anyways. But the last couple of weeks have just seemed to be better and better. So, uh, you know, hats off to all of you listeners out there. We really appreciate it. Um, head on over to Twitter. I am at Swateri316. Taylor is at GIF underscore Bluehawk. Happy Mario Day. You can only say it once a year. Taylor, what's your favorite Mario moment before we get out of here? Mario moment? Probably the first time yeah, I saw Yoshi. All right, all right. Mine, uh, mine is every single time that you see Mario just snoozing in his bed. Yeah, that's a great one. That's good stuff. <laughs> that, that reminds me of uh, of Link. Also, speaking of Mario, shout out to Mario, let's do a shout out for you as well, buddy, because you've got a new podcast called Virtual Theater, and it's great. Thank you, I appreciate that. It's a cheap plug. SoundCloud slash Virtual Theater. Um, we have an episode about Street Fighter right now, and we have Doom coming out this week and i bought it for a dollar so that probably tells you everything that you need to know about how good the movie doom is so check that out um i feel like we're i feel sneaky like everyone's already left and now nobody's listening and now we can say whatever we want well that's why i put the shout out at the end if you're still listening you've uncovered the secret world of the champion cast world tied to you we're out of here have a good week everybody (laughs) 